Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Hello, my friends. Hello. I'm so excited. I have something so special for you today. I have created a beautiful meditation to help you heal your relationships. And it's totally free. It's totally free. I made it for you. It's relationship season here, and it's time to really center into how to heal our relationships. And some of the greatest healing can happen on our meditation pillow. So I'm giving you this beautiful eight-minute meditation to help you with any of your challenging relationships, romantic or otherwise. And all you have to do is just close your eyes and follow my guidance, and it will help you shift your perspective back to love. And forgiveness and just serenity around the relationships that you have. So for free, you can access this meditation at deargabby.com forward slash relationships. You can go download it now, deargabby.com forward slash relationships. And I promise you, by the end of that meditation, you will feel so much compassion and love in your heart that you'll intuitively know what the next right action is and how to handle the relationships that might be a little challenging for you. So that's deargabby.com forward slash relationships to access your free relationship healing meditation now. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. Today in the studio, I have my beautiful friend, Emily Morse. She is the sexpert to all. Yep. Sex with Emily is here. And I knew that this was going to be a fun conversation, but it got deep. Big talk, people. We go there. 
We have a really candid conversation about sex, about what it means to live through trauma and have good sex in your adult life. Emily is the expert educator, and she really demystifies how we can really have smart sex that will help you build confidence, deepen your sexuality, and really align your sexual power. And this isn't a topic that's always easy for people to talk about, especially if you've had any form of sexual trauma or difficult experiences in your past. So we go there too. I want to acknowledge that we go there. And so if you're somebody who's sort of avoided this topic, please listen. This will help you greatly. It's a good conversation. It's a big talk. Let's go. Enjoy the show. We have two type A women in the room with <laughs> three producers. We have multiple type A women, three producers, uh, Josh, who's not type A at all, but very strongly creative. So we've got a lot of cooks in this kitchen, and we are deciding not to have an agenda. Yeah, no agenda. We are diving in headfirst. That's it. Dear Gabby's style, because <laughs> Sex with Emily is here. Yeah. You are here. So happy to be and here. Dear Gabby is here. Yeah, we're, we're here together. There's a, lot yeah. to, there's a lot to cover. I was very excited to meet you. We met originally uh, in New York City. With uh, We went out to dinner with some of our mutual friends, Michelle Promalico, Marie Forleo. And we had a little, a little tea. You had, a, you had a wine. We casually chatted. And I was like, hell yes, get me in this room with this woman. It took us a while <laughs> yeah. to get together. Yeah, a few months ago. But I always believe that when there's any kind of holdup, it's because I'm supposed to meet somebody at the exact right time. Yeah. And then I was able to be at your show. Because now I know show. you. I was like, Gab, I'm coming to your show. Yeah, you just came to my show. And we're yeah. sisters now. I know, exactly. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, but I needed you. I loved being able to just dive in and have a sex expert on speed dial. Mm -hmm. That's just the best. Mm -hmm. And you've been in this field for 18 years. Is that 20, almost 20. Almost 20 years. Sex therapist. Mm -hmm. You've got your sex show. Sex educator. Yeah. Sex educator. You have your show. You've got your products. Mm-hmm. So first, I just want to know, like, why was this your direction? Like, what was So this? I think, so why, why this was my direction is because didn't have a lot of great sex education. Sex was very confusing to me all through my 20s. It actually sucked. I didn't know anything about my body, orgasms, where we grew up, and we're pretty much the same generation. No information about sex. Yeah. If you had sex ed, it was fear-based. Don't get pregnant. Don't get an STI. But then nobody tells you about pleasure and I kept having sex with people, being in relationships, and there was a few things I found. First off, they were always having a great time. My <laughs> partners were always finishing, having mm -hmm. orgasms, and I wasn't. And I thought something was wrong with me, and I was broken because what we saw in media and television everywhere that time, as you see, man and woman make out, fall into bed, explosive orgasms. And I just thought that they, clearly everyone's having them. And then you talk to their friend, my friends, and be like, oh, last night sex was amazing. And I was always like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, that's how it started for me being like, what was your amazing sex life? Because I know mine is like in the beginning was great, like making out with someone yeah. new and having sex. But then I get into longer term relationships and I just felt like it gets dull and stale over time. And then I felt my sex was more performative. I was actually faking orgasms like into my 30s. I just had enough already. I just want to understand what makes great sex, what is really going on. And so I started the podcast actually almost 20 years ago, interviewing people about sex, was not the expert, was just very, very curious. And I found out after that very first episode, and I had like a room full of my friends in San Francisco, that's where I started it. 
And they were all different walks of life, all different kinds of relationships, gay, straight, dating online, all the things. And they were just like, yeah, I I don't really know either. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be my path, my future. And then I started, you know, you said that moment people think about finding the one and they knew that was never my goal. It was always about what's my purpose was Mm -hmm. always my bigger driver. I've never been oriented towards like, I'm going to have a family and kids. It was like, I get very jazzed by work and making stuff happen. So that was it. That was a turning point. And I threw myself into it to figure out like, why don't I know this? Why is sex so much about men? What did you find out? What was the first thing you found out? Okay. So you know, what's funny. The first thing I found out was there's this really, that a lot of the myths, that, that everything we know about sex is mostly untrue. For example, men want sex all the time and women don't want sex. Women are frigid and men always want it. And that goes back to, I think, religion and patriarchal views is that men had this control. And again, this is, I love men, not blaming any of them, but like we just, we just didn't know because sex has always been about procreation. And procreation was about penetration. Well, it turns out that penetrative sex isn't what feels the best to women. Only 20% of women have an orgasm during penetrative sex. 80% do not. So we need all of these other things to make it happen. So normalize oral sex, foreplay, making out your partner doing the dishes and helping around the house. Yeah. Right? That it's a mental game, that our brain is the largest sex organ. And then I used to blame my partners for not pleasing me. And the big thing that landed initially was like, oh, we're responsible for our own pleasure. We're responsible for being our own best advocates. Whatever kind of partner with, they're going to respond to someone who's like fully in her body, knows what she wants. They don't want to be pounding away like a jackhammer and not do it. They just didn't, no one knew. And we silently, I silently sat there and been like, guess this is what sex is about. You just pound away, have an orgasm, roll over and it's done. I was like, but this is so boring. Anyone else think it's boring? And I think we just started speaking up about it. So the thing was just like education and really, I didn't masturbate really. I didn't really understand it. Not because I even had shame, but shame is a big thing with sex. I realized that like, you know, some of the biggest killers of our sex drive, I write about this in my book, Smart Sex, is stress, trauma, and shame. So all those things were getting and in the way. And thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. But I think that you nailed it. For women, your sex drive is in your brain. Yes. If you're not safe in your body, if you have PTSD, if you've got some form of, of a trauma response, if your partner isn't showing up for you in other areas, if you have microaggressions throughout the day with your yeah. partner, you don't want to f*** them at night. No way. No, you f***ing don't. <laughs> There's like zero part of you no, that No, because like you're fucking. still pissed. Mm-hmm. But you said it's on you. And the beautiful thing about that is you're accurate. Because I believe that it's on us to really raise our self-worth, mm-hmm. do our own inner work, know our values, speak for what we need, in that place, that power shift, mm-hmm. and it's not a not a, like a gnarly power of like, I've got this, you've got that. You know, it's much more about claiming your own power mm-hmm. allows you to feel safer in your body. Yeah. And also allows your partner to give you back what you actually really want. Right. Not just even sexually. It all happens before you're in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And when that shift happens, I think that anything is possible in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, because it's also all energy, right? So if you think about it, if you think about like the feminine and the masculine, if we are just really serving them, but we're not genuinely bringing like my own eroticism or my own arousal, and I'm not explaining what it is I actually need, which is a friggin' process and a journey, and it's always changing. I am the expert, yes, but I'm always learning. Probably we're always on a path. I'm always like, I learn from everybody. I learn 
for myself, but I realized like, oh, if I am truly in my body turned on advocating for myself, it does flip the energy. It does flip what's happening to my partner. But then when I learned that I actually could figure out, I could sort of think about, well, what do I need to be turned on and have great sex? Like, how do I reverse engineer that? So I started to learn about like what has to happen if there's unresolved resentments. I haven't talked to my partner about certain things. The house is different for everybody, but like, what is my desire style? What's going to get me there? So I know it can't be a freezing cold room. Like when I first started my boyfriend, I was like dating him. I went to his house and we freezing all the time. He lives in the Palisades. My body, my nervous system just shut down. So he'd like turn on the heat, the fireplace. And I just knew that I had to take a little bit of time. I wanted to catch up from the week. I don't just want to jump right into sex. And so once I was able to start explaining my boundaries, okay, past 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, I'm wiped. Don't even <laughs> freaking try it. In fact, there's zero sex that's happening after 10 o'clock. For me, it's nine. Right? I'm no, going right. to bed. Exactly. I am, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm but, in bed. Good night. Yeah, yes. But I had to lay that down because we yeah. wasn't like that. Because then what happens, Gabby, then every night I'm like, oh God, he's coming to bed. I don't want and it. And you're winding down I'm and winding your nervous down. system is not is winding down. Yeah. yeah. And then they feel rejected if you're not. Yeah, right. exactly. If you've been listening to the show lately, you know that I've been singing the praises of this amazing brand called Bond Charge. I am obsessed with red light and any evidence-based products to optimize your life in any kind of way. I have a room in my house that I'm calling the biohacking room. And this is the brand that I have all over the place. Okay, they've got this extensive range of premium wellness products that are going to help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance your hormones, reduce inflammation. Bond Charge has blue light glasses. So I've got my blue light glasses and I've got my red light therapy and they have infrared saunas and EMF management and circadian friendly lighting. And they've just got all of it. So if you're into it, they've got it. My greatest obsession is the red light face mask. I'll put a picture of me with it on my Instagram. It's pretty funny. But it's not just funny. It's effective. I have rosacea and my inflammation has gone down so much. And I finally feel so free of those symptoms. No matter what's going on in the world, I have this like beautiful tool I can use to keep that rosacea down. I use it every day, 10 to 20 minutes while I'm just chilling, meditating. I love to red light meditate. It's so good. So, my friends, if you're looking for blue light glasses, infrared sauna blankets, 100% blackout masks, and many, many more incredible products just like my red light mask that I'm obsessed with, then go to bondcharge.com slash Gabby and use coupon code Gabby to save 15%. That's bondcharge.com slash Gabby and use coupon code Gabby to save 15%. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. In my work, I am always talking about relationships, all kinds of relationships, relationships with partners, wives, husbands, family members, friends, children. We all have lots of relationships. And I've always believed that relationships are our divine assignments for personal development. And working through the web of these relationships and really recognizing ourselves and other people and seeing the depth of what it means to heal yourself through the journey of healing a relationship is something that often needs support. And I can't think of a better way to get that support than better help. Better help can be a wonderful way to begin this journey of really diving into your own practice with therapy. 
With BetterHelp, you will find the support you need, and they make it so easy, affordable, and accessible. In fact, BetterHelp makes getting started so easy and painless that you will just literally be connected with a licensed therapist before you even know it. All you have to do to get started is a brief questionnaire, and BetterHelp will match you with a licensed therapist. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. It's entirely online, and it can fit into your schedule, which is so awesome. And this part's really important. If you don't vibe with your therapist, you can just get assigned to somebody new that quickly. And that's a huge issue when you're out on your own trying to find the right therapist. BetterHelp will get you there fast. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Dear Gabby today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Dear Gabby. What was it that you just said? My sex, not my boundaries. It was like my sexual, like my desire style. My or? desire style. Yeah. So I have yeah. this also. So the book that came That's out last year book. was, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you've written like ten bestsellers that are amazing. This is my second book, and this is my book that was like this was everything after yeah. twenty years. And I realized that there's these. I, I called it sexual intelligence or sex IQ, because we really do have to be smarter about sex. It's never just one thing that's wrong with your sex life. So there's five pillars of sexual intelligence that we can all work on ourselves and be like, what is wrong in this moment? And the first one is embodiment. Like, was I in my body or was I not? You know, if I'm not in my body, I'm not going to feel sexual. One of them is collaboration. If I haven't talked to my partner and resolved things, that's also going to impact my sex drive, as is health. You know, is am I in a medication that's going to impact my arousal? So there's a lot of different tricks like that in the book, but desire style is like, like a few things. That's also another like quiz you can take or just to understand yourself, maybe you need a great conversation with your partner. Maybe you know that when you guys go watch a movie together and then you talk about it after and your brains are sparking these ideas, you're like, oh, I'm feeling connected and aroused to you. Maybe for some couples, like we love when we go hiking together. I come back from that hike, my adrenaline's going, we experience something new, then I want to have sex. Mm. You know, maybe it's just something like kinkier even, like there's something sexual or some domination submission play, like you need your partner to say a certain thing or do a certain thing. So there's just like really understanding what those things are because I want to set every woman and man up for success. Yep. But right now we're told that sex is this magical thing. We can't really talk about it. You know, when we're younger, we're shamed or it's weird or we That's feel That's our slutty. generation, That's not this next generation. generation. They're well, talking about no, it. But Ooh, we're in the Dear Media house here. They're talking yeah, about it. No, they're yes. talking about But Gab, I'm telling you, I listened to your Hannah Burner episode. Yeah. I have so much to say about that because yeah. cut to... So we weren't really talking about it. I understand now my desire. I understand my sex IQ. Like, oh, this medication could be impacting this. Self-acceptance is another pillar. If I feel bad in my body and I'm walking around all day going, you know, I've gained some weight or my thighs are rubbing together or I don't know what I'm doing. And then I get in the bedroom and I'm like, oh, I should be aroused and ready to go. Like, why would I if I've been trashing myself all day, right? So yeah. just unpacking all the blocks that get in the way. So realizing this outline for people, I feel like it's helpful for everybody because I was so listening to your podcast with Hannah about our generation was like, we were assaulted left and right. Like big assault, little assault, high really? tea, oh, That's the cost of doing business, what you said. Yeah. How f***ed up is There's that? the price of doing business. Like, okay, I'm at dinner. I'm 25 years old. I'm trying to cut a deal. You might be staring at my boobs. Okay, that's fine. But I'm never going to sleep with you, but we're going to get the deal done and get it. It was just like, You didn't even happened. notice it. Didn't even notice it. Didn't or you'd even, be like, whatever. I yeah, guess. whatever. Like that's how men are with women. Yeah. It was just, that's what you did. And there's this generation who's like, f*** it. Like Hannah said, I'm going to get on stage and talk about my wrinkled labia. Yeah. And all this stuff, which is empowering to us because we're like, I'm just going to talk about it. But I think that's like the pendulum swinging to them being like, well, f*** you. I'm talking about sex, 
But then you go back to the middle and you go, but are we as women, no matter what our age, are we actually still, though, in our bodies, advocating for what we want? Do we know what pleasure looks like? Mm -hmm. We get to define sex. Like it might be one night it's, you know, giving each other a massage, oral sex. It's whatever you want it to be. But like we actually get to decide. We've been doing it this one way in defining sex as penetration when there's so many other ways to have pleasure. So until we can get more women, I think, and men too, I talk to everybody, but when we lead, they will follow us no matter really who you're with. Once you become more like, let's be in this together. Can we have been in a relationship where we both have a growth mindset around sex? Can we commit to this journey, just like a spiritual journey, just like a health journey? Sex is a journey, you know? So figuring out like, what does pleasure mean to me? So even though I love Gabby and the Alexes and all the things, they're f-ing fantastic and authentic and real. In talking to all of them individually, it's like, there's still a, but do I know what I want? Is it okay to tell my partner what I need? And do I, how do I actually know what I need? Right. Does right. that make there's sense? There's a middle ground. Yeah, it there's does. A middle. Yes, it does. And I think that there's probably a lot of women, my listeners listening right now, they're, you know, medium age, you know, 38, let's say. and up as well and up let's go up and that let's say that they're listening and no matter what their generation's conversation on sex has been their inner conversation is red flag no way i don't fucking talk about it no thank you you're terrifying me don't talk about my labia how could i possibly mm-hmm. get pleasure there's a lot of that i'm going to speak for all of them out there yeah and they're freaking out and they many many women have had sexual trauma i mean most of us mm-hmm. and that trauma f-ks you up up your libido, f-ks up your nervous system, screws up your sex drive, makes you feel unsafe in your body. So then conversations about sex then ignite shame because mm-hmm. the shame inside is like, oh God, who am I to even have this conversation? I'm a loser because I can't have an orgasm or I'm a loser because I don't want sex. And so I can't talk to this woman who's all about sex. And so it's like, this is her inner dialogue yeah, right now. She's exactly. Like, she's like, oh, she's talking about it. She's so empowered. And I, 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 I kind of want that, but I also kind of hate her because she's reminding yeah. me of what I can't have and uh-huh. that I'm not like that. And I feel like a loser. Right. What do you want to say to her? Yeah, exactly. So what I want to say to her is that you are just like the majority of women out there who do not have any experience really talking about sex. And I want to honor you and see you and say, you probably have been shamed. You probably have been getting really mixed messages like be sexy, but not too sexy. Be confident, but not the whole Barbie speech, right? Like be turned on, but not too much. Be this and that. And we get so many mixed messages about how to show up in the world. We want to be empowered and we want to be in the bedroom, but like we don't want to have slept with too many people. We don't really know our bodies. So I would say that today could be the first day of the rest of your sex life in listening to this and saying, no, you know what? I'm actually going to re-examine my relationship to my body and my sex life as it is today and become a student of my own body. Maybe it means I'm going to stop having sex for a while with everybody except for myself. So I can actually take a mirror. I know people get a little uncomfortable with this. Look between my legs because most women have never done that. And maybe it's when you're like touching yourself, you're masturbating, you'll see like your vulva swells. You get you like you get familiar with it. And once you see how friggin' incredible your body is, and you actually understand the mechanics of it, then you'll start to have pleasure, orgasm, as long as you give it to yourself. So then with your partner, you're coming fully armed with not only bringing my brains, my my business, all the stuff I'm doing in the world, but I actually understand my sexuality and my arousal. So 
the ick factor around sex, it's a muscle, Gab. I have to tell you, so after doing this podcast for so many years and having thousands of episodes, what I realize is there's so many people who email me and they're like, I just listened to a hundred, literally I got this the other day. I listened to a hundred episodes, Emily, like back to back. And I used to get this years ago. Couples were like, we're driving across country and we just listened to all your episodes. I was like, that's a lot of sex to listen to. But I think it's the repetition of sex talk that's not shaming, that's sex positive. And then you realize like, because the way I talk about sex is like talking about the weather. I think that couples, and I know that couples who actually talk about their sex life in a healthy way, often it, it takes away all the shame yeah. around it. It becomes, it's like almost like a couple learning to cook together or doing a new activity together. Like my partner and I, for example, will be like, are we having sex tonight? What's it going to be? I'm like, well, I'm exhausted, but like Saturday night, that could be a great night, right? Or some nights, honestly, mutual masturbation. If he wants to get off and I want to get off, it's like low lift. We both know that we're going to do it. We just like literally talk about all the tools we have in our toolkit. And sometimes, you know, we're craving intimacy more than sex. So you just have to learn to unpack it. But to go back to people who are just starting out, just know that 99% of couples, and I'm going to say that, like, I'm going to stick to that number, have never talked about sex in a way that is probably useful Mm. for their relationship because we don't have any examples of it. Maybe we were younger. We grew up in a place where if we talked about sex, we were told that it was wrong. We were told maybe we have to wait till we're married. Perhaps we were told that good girls don't. Whatever the messaging is, it still sticks in your brain, even if you're 35 now. So I'm just saying it's a practice, a great place to start is saying to your partner, I just listened to Gabby and Emily, and I realized we haven't talked about it. Would you be down with just kind of what's What's the most memorable times you've had sex? And go Mm -hmm. from there. Like, what do you like about it? What don't you? And then it takes, after a while, couples do this and they're like, oh yeah, that's, we actually look forward to it now. Yeah. Like, why is this the elephant in the room? So I would say it's okay. listening to you, listening to your podcast, reading your books, it's just, even just listening all the way through to the end of this episode is a huge act of surrender. And it is a radical commitment to opening your mind to heal. Mm-hmm. Whenever we take an action, it is a prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I think that being in this dialogue with us, just even casually just listening is a step in the right direction. And it's slow. You're right. You it's really said take your time. Process. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, also, Gab, like this trauma, whatever it is, sexual assault, I know you had abuse growing up. It's like, it does live in our bodies. It is there. It's it's our nervous system. We get touched. We get t- we we're not maybe even conscious of it. A lot of us aren't. That's why some of us start to have memories about things that have happened. Yes. And so honoring that and recognizing that 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 is going to take a little bit of work to just sort of get in touch with that, to release that, to do therapies. EMDR therapy is wonderful for it. Doing some exercises on your app, somatic experiencing, EMDR, read Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've done. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I've done the work for them. Yeah, I've done the work for them, and I've written about it. And I think that we should almost put a prescription together. We give Happy (laughs) Days and your books together. You know, because I was going to push back a little bit and say, okay, but there's this listener who's completely dissociated. She hasn't been embodied for 25 years. Mm -hmm. She's terrified to even have this conversation. She's been having performative sex for decades. And that's like most of my listeners probably, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they're just like so in shame, blah, blah, blah. And so even having these conversations is so f***ing terrifying for them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's why I want to honor the listener who's still here. Because if they're still listening and they have that archetype, which is most, you know, what is it? Like two and three, two out of three women or whatever it is. Two out of three women. The two out of three that are still here listening, you're brave. You're open, 
you're ready, you're willing. And so any change, particularly a embodied change, a trauma-related change, starts with willingness. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is the first step. Open Emily's book mm-hmm. while you have happy days right next to you. You know, have the two books <laughs> yeah. side by side. Because you have the actual practices. You got to do the you got to do the mm-hmm. trauma work, and you can open up to celebrating your sexuality and and calling the shots. Yeah. Don't you love when you find something that you really dig, like particularly a wellness product that's going to blow your mind? Well, that's how I feel about Vimergy. I cannot tell you how much I dig this. Vimergy has literally transformed my daily supplement routine. It's like a burst of vitality that resonates in my entire being. Vimergy is a full line of wellness products, but one that I do particularly love and use every single day is spirulina. This is a holistic energy infusion, literally. It goes beyond being just a superfood. It has over 50% plant protein in each serving, and it keeps me energized throughout the day. And it's just great because it supports my healthy immune system and cardiovascular system. And then we have my favorite, Vimergy's Micro-C Immune Power. People, this is a wellness essential, especially at this time of year, because everybody's getting their little colds and this and that. With 1,000 milligrams of natural pH-balanced vitamin C per serving, you can just know that you're feeling healthy. You can know that your skin is going to look radiant. You can know that you're boosting your immune system. Vimergy is super committed to quality. All their products are USDA organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, kosher, vegan, and paleo-friendly. No fillers. Just goodness, my friends. Vimergy's commitment to clinically researched ingredients and pure formulas is what sets it apart. So if you're ready to elevate your well-being, head over to Vimergy.com. That's V-I-M-E-R-G-Y.com. Use code Gabby for an exclusive discount and make these Vimergy products your daily companions for wellness. Once they start to open up their body to the somatic experiencing and the exercises, this stuff is going to come up because it's all wrapped in together to our families, to our experiences with different genders, whatever our sexual experiences have been. They're so related. And so you could also say, I'm going to take a pause right now and I'm not going to not have the performance. That is actually really true. If you're going through- I stopped. Like I was like, I'm not having performative sex ever again. I would advise the women that might be in the real deep dive healing of their sexual trauma right now to find a safe way to communicate with your partner that you're going to take a pause for a little while Mm -hmm. because you want to, you don't want to be in your trauma recovery and overriding your body at the same time. Exactly. Take the steps. But once you're in the process of it, it does. It actually means your sex life is beginning. Your authentic sexual self is learning to present itself. And if you also can reframe it, like I love to reframe the sex talk around pleasure because pleasure can mean so many things. It doesn't have to just be sex. You know, and as women, we are so conditional on our pleasure. I'll only buy that thing if I make this much money. I'll only eat that dessert if I worked out today. Like it's all conditional till we get these rewards. So we get these things. And if we're like workaholics type A's, there's no room for pleasure. And I was on this retreat 10 years ago and they had us do this exercise. It was called like the pleasure percentage. And I also put it in the book where they had us write down everything in our life that gives us pleasure. And then we had to do like some math formula and it came up like, 3% of my life, I was actually doing things that were, and it was like hanging out with friends, hiking, being with my dog, walking, whatever, picking flowers, cooking, whatever gives you pleasure. It wasn't even sex. 
And I thought, the more I have learned now to incorporate those things into my life, pleasure begets pleasure. And then I realized that pleasure is actually productive Mm. because when I infuse more of that, I'm like, oh, I'm actually getting more done. I'm feeling good. I'm not just looking ahead. Like, I'll look at my schedule now and I'll say, I've got back-to-back meetings but where's the pleasure part? So I'm like, I'm going to book a night with friends, a weekend away, a massage for me. So I know I'm taking care of myself. And that's all part of, that all helps calm our nervous system too. And then we can move into the sex. So let's actually (laughs) wrap on this, okay? So, sorry, I interrupted you, but I think that this is so valuable because the pleasure begets pleasure is so radically true. If you are, I always say, if you want to create more romance in your life, find that romance in your friendships, right? So it's like you and I going out to dinner and being girls and just like falling in love with each other. Like (laughs) that's a sparky energy Mm -hmm. and that sparky energy goes home with you. Mm -hmm. I think that you're absolutely right. If you're caring for your nervous system, if you're stopping and having a massage or you're taking your time to enjoy your meal, these are moments that really ignite that force within you. I think that it does go back to the trauma piece, though. People who have unresolved trauma wounds are not present, and they don't have an awareness Mm -hmm. of the somatic experience of pleasure, and they don't have that felt sense of pleasure. Mm -hmm. I just want to acknowledge these folks that are listening, because it's like a fuck you to Mm -hmm. say to them, oh, just go create more pleasure. I understand that. I lived that for many years. You know, my friends, Mama Gina, and and when Mm -hmm. we had Sheila Kelly, and they'd be like, find your erotic creature, and I'd find it for five seconds on the pole, and then I'd be like, go f*** yourself because I can't wear a boa on my internet. And I love them so much, but at that time, and they're right. They're right, but it's too much. At the time, pleasure was an afterthought. Mm -hmm. No, those were my teachers, too. But I can tell you all listening, ladies, it's not anymore. Yeah. Good love this gap. Mm-hmm. I love this so much that you're sharing this because it is like you have to find your people at the, what is it like you're, when the student's ready the teacher appears and so maybe it was too soon for the Mama Gina Sheila Kelly I've done all those things too but this is the piece the allowing the recognizing the surrendering and then saying like okay then I'm just gonna focus on the trauma you will see what comes up in your body because it's all sort of related because your sexual energy is your creative energy it's your productive energy it's all in the same places yes so i think once you start to heal it all you're going to see that it, you'll be able to find your path towards your own pleasure I, i'll go on the record saying that s factor actually really did help me even when i was dissociated that when you have a spiritual experience of any kind the glimmers of light come through and so I, d- I decided that for me doing S-Factor, which is the pole dancing, is Sheila Kelly's S-Factor, was I needed to do it with a private, privates. I did mm-hmm. it with a private teacher, Aaron, who really was like a therapist in many ways, not just like a physical, like an yeah. emotional, sexual therapist, but not by with her words, with her body. And being in the dark room, being private with her, no mm-hmm. one's eyes on me except for hers who were so non-judgmental. Like, I can think my way back into that experience right now. And I do see that there was like oh, wait, it's still in there. It's mm-hmm. still in there. It's still in there. And now I'm like, there's this, there's a S-Factor class that happens in my community in the countryside. And I'm like, let's get on that pole, yeah. guys. Like, now you're you know, ready to go back to it, yes, right? No, I would. Yes. I had the same experiences with her. I was like, yeah. oh, we're in the room. Because when I first heard pole dancing, I was like, oh, that's another way we got to perform for a man and twist around it's a pole. For us. It's, it's like for us. us. And I realized, oh, it's for us being in our bodies and moving our bodies and releasing that energy in a way that helps fuel our creative sexual energy, chakra, all the things. (laughs) And I remember I admitted having had sexual abuse as a child. I admitted that, I think, on Regina's stage. 
I was coming to speak at Regina's book launch for Pussy and, and his mama Gina. <laughs> like, and I was in the audience and I'm like crawling out of my skin right. because she's so embodied. And I'm like, but right. that's not me. And all these women are like come, showing up in their thongs. And I'm like, I'm not there. <laughs> right. And I get on the stage and I looked at them. I was like, I'm a fucking fraud, people. I'm yeah. not here to talk about my sexual well, empowerment. I'm dealing with facing into trauma. Mm-hmm. And everybody stood up and they were all like, me too, me too. Oh, yeah. Me too, yeah, yeah. Too. They, they me too, I'm sure. Because yeah. it can be a bit. You know, we all find our people, but they're all we're all doing powerful work out here in different ways. And I think that women find their there's not that many of us either, right? Like there's enough sexual. I mean, I think there's not enough of folks out there in a very educated way speaking about the empowerment of sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I do think that you being part of our generation and having that experience of the it's not that I wouldn't want to take sex advice from a younger woman because I think that the truth is they have a whole other rep, like toolbox. Yeah. And I and I do actually listen to them and look to them because they're just so empowering in so many ways. Yeah, they're so authentic and open so about everything. So authentic and open about everything. <laughs> but I think that having had the lived experience of having to shut it down and feeling shut down and then being able to come out the other side, yeah. your authentic teaching and education is really valuable. So um, I want everybody to get your book because, so the podcast, I think people have to listen to on the regular because just even that act of listening Mm -hmm. is an act of surrender, is an act of willingness, like I said, a willingness to know more. Then the book, I think, has that clear directive. It's Mm -hmm. like, here are the steps you can take because it's one thing to listen to a woman in her power talking about sex. It's another thing to actually take the steps. And so just share a little bit about the book. Yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, the book is uh, How to Boost Your Sex IQ and Own Your Pleasure. And the book really just starts out with my own journey of having performative sex, faking orgasms, all the things, and then going through that process of what I went through. I had to clear out my pleasure thieves, the things that were keeping me from pleasure. And then I had to sort of work around and figure out like step by step the pillars of sex IQ in there that you can realize, find yourself of the areas of sex that might be where you want to start working on, whether it's your relationship to your body or your relationship to your partner. I have a lot of scripts in the book because what I find is sex is the hardest thing for people to talk about, sex and money. And I give, because I tell people all this advice, go talk to it. They're like, but what do I say? So I've got scripts to have healthy conversations That's about sex. That's the part I loved the most. The scripts, the scripts like, are fucking People awesome. don't know. They're like, I get it. I'm feeling empowered. But now what? I've been my partner for 10 years and we've never talked about sex. Mm-hmm. So I got you in this book. And then I literally walked through all the body parts. I walked through masturbation. I walked through oral sex, anal sex, all the things, alternative relationships, but really through the lens of sexual empowerment, knowing yourself and that we all get to decide what feels good to us. And it's fun, easy to read, has a lot of exercises to change your life. And I think it's really helpful to have that directive. Like these are the steps that you can take because sometimes you're doing the healing part and the inner work. And then at the same time, you want to start to exercise another muscle for lack of a better word. I know it is. is. Exercising and you're changing neural pathways in your brain and each orgasm that you have starts to adjust your neural pathways. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I can do that again. I can have that. Yeah. I mean, sex is a skill set. I want to remind people. Sex is a skill set. Spirituality is a skill set. That's right. You have to exercise it. I have to be repetition doing, doing things over and over again to stay in spiritual alignment. Well, if sexual alignment or sex life has been something that's been like, I don't want to talk about on the back burner your entire life, be patient, be kind to yourself, be compassionate, and like just start on the journey in a loving way and see like, how can I start to unpack this in a way that feels healthy and healing? Start on the journey in a loving way. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. I love it. We're all in this together. I love it. Thanks, Gab. You too. You've helped me so much. Love you too. (laughs) 
If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.